Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So actually on Friday, the 29th of September, so instead of talking about Meghan Markle running for Diane Feinstein's seat, they could have been talking about this in the British media, but whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It was announced that the Prince of Princes of Wales would visit Cardiff, Cardiff to celebrate Black History Month um, to celebrate the 75th anniversary of the arrival of the Empire Windrush to the UK and mark the start of Black History Month. They would meet members of the Windrush generation and celebrate the work of diverse community groups in their area. Whilst in the city, their royal highnesses will also visit a local school to hear about the extensive range of opportunities they offer pupils in the curriculum and the work they have been doing around the Windrush generation. So if you don't know what Windrush is, um, last, no, yeah, last year was the 75th, Mm -hmm. this year was the 75th anniversary numbers of the ship (laughs) Empire Windrush arriving in the UK in 1948. It carried people from the Caribbean as well as from India, mostly black, definitely black and brown people um, to the UK to help fill post-war labor shortages. So a lot of these people became essentially essential workers um, working on the cleanup around the UK after World War II. And even though they were so integral to that effort, the British government kept absolutely no record of the people who were allowed to remain in the country. They issued no paperwork to these people. Um, And so that obviously made it difficult for them down the road to prove their legal status as part Mm -hmm. of this um, influx, this immigration wave. Um, Because the Windrush generation, as they are now known, they came from Commonwealth nations. They didn't think that they needed paperwork um Mm -hmm. some of their colonies that they came from were not independent at this time um they thought they were british citizens citizens unfortunately the government felt otherwise um and i think you have here some notes about Theresa may's 2012 (laughs) um immigration policy which is just disgusting to read um may she continue to burn in hell (sighs) 
Teresa May. I'm not Teresa saying May that for the Patreon. <laughs> oh, she is. Um, well, then burn her. Teresa okay? May. Like, oh, yeah. I think you're thinking person. of Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> oh, okay. All of them. Just, like, if you want to look at white women who can destroy you and destroy us, let's look to them. Okay, <laughs> look to them. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> Teresa May pretty much spearheaded this like. Horrible policy. It's called the hostile environment policy. This was in 2012. And, and these people think that they're not the supervillains. The hostile <laughs> environment policy. Yeah, just the name alone. Like, we're talking... Okay. <laughs> Let me not get ahead of myself. So, it's pretty much the root of the anti-immigration laws that you are seeing in the UK. And I honestly would not be shocked if our US politicians were taking note from this policy, too, for their own. Because anti-immigration, specifically towards black and brown people, is just an all-time high right now. Mm -hmm. So a little bit about what this policy was. This is from the Joint Council for the Welfare of Immigration. They explained it as, the policy announced in 2012, which tasked the NHS, landlords, banks, employers, and many others with enforcing immigration controls. It aimed to make the UK unlivable for undocumented migrants and ultimately, ultimately pushed them to leave. Because many of the Windrush generation arrived as children on their parents' passports and the home office destroyed thousands of landing cards and other records, many lacked the documentation to prove their right to remain in the UK. The home office also placed the burden of proof on individuals to prove their residency predated 1973. The home office demanded at least one official document from every year they had lived here, attempting Oof. to find documents from exactly Decades ago, decades ago, created huge and in many cases impossible burden on people who had done nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. And to really lay it on how horrible this is, that happened in 2012. The deportations, the arrests, these people losing their jobs and losing access to health care. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget the Windrush generation helped build the NHS. That mm -hmm. happened immediately in 2013. That still started happening in 2013, you guys. This did not break until to become public knowledge until 2017. The woman who broke this open in 2017 was for an Art Guardian article, and her name is Amelia Gentleman. She did a lot of research on this. She also got a lot of access from the Windrush generation to what they were going through. So that broke in 2017. And then finally, by 2018, the government had to acknowledge what they had done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and Theresa May apologized for the treatment of specifically mm -hmm. the Windrush generation, not the hostile environment policy as a whole. Um, yep. They announced an inquiry into the treatment of the Windrush generation and a plan for compensation um, to anyone affected by this policy from that generation yeah. was established. Um, fast forward a couple of years, 2021, only about a fifth of the people eligible for compensation had made claims. Um, compensation, by the way, that <laughs> if you were deported, yeah. you would receive 10,000 pounds. If you were denied access to higher education, you would receive 500 pounds. And you could get 250 pounds for every month that you experienced homelessness. So first of all, that's a little wow. laughable. Yeah. Um, but because um, we're talking about people who had lived in the UK for decades, decades. decades. Um, and only about a fourth of the people who made claims actually got their compensation. So yeah. this is a very ineffective program, a very ineffective way of, I don't even want to call it reparations um, because it shouldn't have happened <laughs> no. in the first place. Um, uh, yeah. And people place numbers? blames on the... <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, The blame was placed on the program's design and the way that it was operated within the government, um, including what you said, the burden of proof being placed on people from the Windwest generation to apply themselves. A lot of these people, English wouldn't have been their first language. They might not Mm -hmm. have had the tools to navigate the bureaucratic nightmare that making this claim would have required. Um, Exactly. So it's so interesting on a couple of levels that the Royals have now taken up the Windrush generation as I would say their <laughs> favorite way to acknowledge communities of color in the they United Kingdom. They love, love, love it. You said it was 2020 or 2019 when they started talking about the reparations program. And 2021 stuff. was when um, the stats came out about who had received compensation. And I think that's an important number to point out because there's a couple of reasons, and we'll go over this, why we think that the Royals are so involved with the Red Rush Generation or doing Black mm-hmm. History Month. But I'm saying I feel like that's an important number because we really start seeing the Royals get involved with the Windrush Generation yeah. around 2021. And, and you guys, yeah. again, remember the Royals are part of the government. They are literally the monarch is literally the head of the government. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when they say they can't be po- political, that's that's not an accurate statement. They are political. They're the government. They just can't be bipartisan. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, and I think there's, there's a couple, I feel like, underlying things here. Because this is, all, again, this all breaks in 2017. What's happening in 2017? Harry and Meghan are engaged. Then they are married in 2018. This is when the government finally has to apologize for this. And I bring up those numbers because... It's very important for certain demographics, like the government, which the monarch, you know, of course, is ahead of, and the Tory government, which the royals are very, very closely associated with the Tories, is for them to all counteract the racist policies that they enacted by pretty much doing a lot of virtual virtue signaling. You know what I mean? A Mm. lot of just representation, proximity, like, I'm around a lot of Black people. What are you talking about? You know? And... I think it's so important to realize the weight on Megan's shoulder during that time period is even more so knowing this is all going on behind the scenes because the mm-hmm. royals and the Tory government wanted her to be their token to show that they aren't racist and they expect and they accept foreigners. Remember, she's also American. So someone who's <laughs> migrating over. So they're like, wait, no, we like black migrants. What are you talking about, you guys? Oh. And this is where you get the, but we celebrated her wedding. We were so happy for her. So then they can quickly take it away from her and be like, but why didn't she appreciate us? It's like what they're doing with the Windrush generation. Well, we mm-hmm. let you guys come here and we said we're going to give you some money. Why aren't you being appreciative? Why are you asking us for more? It's yeah. just, mm. Yeah. Well, and the the thing with Windrush too is it really brings in this like it's uncomfortable for me even, but this conversation mm-hmm. of like who is worthy of leniency when these immigration policies are being enacted? Yeah. The generation the, that came and literally rebuilt your country, <laughs> they are the only ones getting grace here. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And yeah. that to me is just like so ugh. Like the yeah, fact that, that the is bar, very icky. Mm-hmm. The bar I, like, is like they so had to come high. in and save you. Exactly, right. and that's that's they the only reason you. that they even I'm sure considered these these reparations. The fact that like they were exactly. so ingrained in the fabric of British society, um, and I think that plays they, into why the British royal family chose to. Can I use the word tokenize the Windrush oh, generation? Totally. Yeah. Well, yes, because again, like the numbers are so important. These dates are so important with what everything is going on with the government and with them. Because, you know, again, you also have this stuff going on with the government being called out for the Windrush generation. And as you're hearing too about the government mistreating these people and being completely racist, because I think too, it kind of reminds me of like the stop and frisk policies they had in mm. New York, where it's like cops could just see something like, I think they're being bad and I'm going to frisk them most likely people are going to want to frisk black and brown people. So it's like the business owners, are they going to stop a random white person and be like, are you from this country? No, they're most likely going to stop a black or brown person. A Swedish immigrant. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like they knew what they were doing. Yeah, they they knew who was going to be targeted. Institutionally, there's a way of wording these policies so that they can be... In propor- disproportionately applied to communities of color. And, that's and then for them the to throw their the hands issue. in the air. Yeah, and then throw their hands yeah. in there saying, this isn't racist. I didn't say it had only be black and brown people. I said anyone. Right. They know what they're doing now. So talking about that, let's also, on the royal side, they have the Meghan and Harry stuff. 2021 is the Oprah interview. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. 2022 is the Netflix special. That's on December 1st. And, you know, mm-hmm. the bad R is mentioned. British imperialism has pretty much turned into the Commonwealth now. And then three months later, March 2022, is when William and Kate, <laughs> William and Kate go on that disastrous Caribbean tour. So yeah. they then come back and in June, which is now the National Windrush like, Day or something like that, the government enacted, I think, in 2019, they yeah. celebrated by unveiling that statue. Which... And William... <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yes. go ahead. oh no, please. Because I think I know what you're going to talk about. Are you going to talk about the certain media got pushed out for that? <laughs> oh, no. You, please, oh. I'll let you handle that. But no, Kate <laughs> repeated a suit from her Caribbean tour. The, yes. the White McQueen suit that she wore to Jamaica when mm-hmm. the... Was he the governor of the island, the prime minister, told them to their faces that he was going to try and and (laughs) remove the British monarch. Um, So I don't know if that was like a little cheeky (laughs) reference. I I don't know what. We support them because people forget that has never happened. That does Mm-mm. not happen. I can't even think of a time Mm-mm. Charles was called out like that. And he's like the least liked member. That was insane. Like, it was so amazing to see people who are the descendants, descendants of slavery, the people that they got their riches off of, tell them, we good. We yeah. are good. To make them yeah. uncomfortable. I live for it. I love it. And I, it's, it's my Roman empire. Is that video? Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. my Roman Empire. <laughs> and then Kate goes, she takes the blazer that she was wearing in that video and wears it to the unveiling of this Windrush statue, almost, I yes. think, in a way to like reclaim that narrative. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. We're fine with it. We're fine exactly. with it. We honor these communities. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. in that too, this there's a speech from William, and I have to say, it's actually a good speech. I don't know if they finally are putting money out there for a script writer or a speech writer, but it was a good speech. And during the unveiling, he talks about and he says, like, you guys were mistreated, racism, you know, dogged you guys. Obviously, he didn't say that, but you know, he recognized these things and he recognized it more than he did in his speeches in the Caribbean. It was very clear mm-hmm. they realized oh, we have to be a little bit more aggressive about recognizing. Yeah. I'm going to have to say the R word, racism. <laughs> and they still, they stop short of the S word, sorry, or like exactly. of giving There's any still apology. No apology. Because There's still no apology. They still don't see it as their place, which maybe it is, maybe it isn't. They don't see it as their place mm. to apologize for these things happening in the first place, which other monarchies have been able to go there. I think it was the Dutch monarch, um, King yeah. Juan Alexander, who did formally you, apologize mm-hmm. for the crown's role in, in Dutch slavery. Um, but the British it, monarchy, they seem to be treading a little bit more lightly. They refuse to actually apologize. Like, we're sorrows. This was so horrible. And again, it's I have abhorrent. a sub on yeah. that. Yeah, it's abhorrent. And I have a sub on that because I think it's so important to look at local media in these situations. And of course, the local media provided so much more context and nuance than the British mm-hmm. media did. But a lot of the responses they were getting was, of course, we know it's bad. We know slavery was bad. Even the people who were like, oh, I you know, cool that they came. I went out and saw them. We're like, I don't know why he's telling us slavery is bad, though. We know this. Like, yeah, <laughs> look at we're still affected by it. We're still affected yeah. by it to this day. Do not tell us what we know and what we live. And, mm-hmm. and again, on top of that, they're also in the background is Megan and Harry. Like this place was racist. It has not changed. So it's very mm-hmm. important for them to be close to these people. And one more bit, though, about that 20, June 2022 moment mm-hmm. is the media. So they mm-hmm. go and do the statue unveiling. And normally when this happens for the Windrush, especially Windrush stuff, a bunch of different media outlets are invited, especially Black media outlets and Black reporters who make up so little of the UK media anyways. Well, because the Royals were coming last minute, this was last minute, these were journalists talking about this who were supposed to go. Last minute, they told those journalists, sorry, you can't go, only the Rota. There's only space for the Rota, which means the people who covered that event were all white journalists, all conservative journalists. Wasn't it in a train station? How is there not space? (laughs) Thank you. It was, it just didn't make sense whatsoever. It was very clear they wanted to be covered in a very particular way. Yeah. And that's because, like you said, on the the Caribbean tour, the local outlets were providing a lot of context. So, Mm, hello. A lot more context. Yes. About like local leaders who were trying to talk to William specifically about reparations and being completely blocked out. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of little things like that. They know what they're doing. Oh, they know what they're doing. (laughs) Okay. And so again, and then we have officially in 2019, the government is telling us we're going to have like a win rush day. This is when they're announcing like to the grants and the reparations. And this is when we start seeing the Royals hit the ground running with the win rush movement. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a big factor because of course they have to underscore whatever the message is from the government. And the government does not, like if you look at like the National Portrait Gallery who has done um, some portraits of the win rush generation and so on, every single government website talks about how much they've done. And there's just like one situation to like they were hurt though by the, uh, the UK yeah. government we love well, them though here's a portrait <laughs> and even right after the coronation this June Charles held a reception at the palace yeah. to unveil some of those portraits of the Windrush Rush mm-hmm. generation so he's using the momentum of his coronation to get eyes on yes. that that generation yes. and their contributions it, it feels it's very nice it feels commemorative mm-hmm. but again there's more that needs to be done in order to properly 
honor the legacy of these folks. And I think that's what Will and Kate's engagement was like trying to get at the mm-hmm. fact that there is some future work that needs to happen, but it's always framed in this way of focusing on the making toxic it palatable. positivity. Yeah, yeah. Making it palatable it's... to these audiences around the country. Um, that And yeah. sorry. No, no I, I just, in a factor here, yeah, because that, that's important. It has to be, it has to be chewable for the people who are reading the Daily Mail and the Telegraph, which is probably, as far as I'm seeing, a demographic that's mostly conservative and white. They yeah. don't like hearing about racism. They don't like, especially from them who probably grew up when these people were coming in, hearing about how they contributed, contributed to how, you know, <laughs> horribly they were treated through racism. Yeah. And because the, like, the problem, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. I was going to say, you're bringing, with the card of like you were saying and the positivity, one of the things I only saw mentioned in one portion was that the area they were in is very low income. And it mm-hmm. just so happens to be the um, community that's also very much populated by black and brown people from this generation. Yes. So let's yes. not forget that these people were given these um, jobs to rebuild the nation, but in many ways they weren't given opportunities for themselves to grow. So they're yeah. still working these low paying jobs and they're in these, you know, low economy communities and struggling. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what you're talking about is like this month's visit where they went, they not only met with Windrush, they called them the Windrush elders in Cardiff yes. in Wales, but they also met with young people who are getting, I think, mentoring or they have a council that like kind of liaises with the Windrush generation proper. It's like yes. their descendants, the youth in the community. And they also visited a high school, which I have a friend who lives in Cardiff. Um, she texted me, she said, oh my God. She wasn't there that day. She was ironically in London, but she said, I've seen this high school. It's it's recently been rebuilt or they got a new location for these oh. students, many of whom are descendants of Windrush. And um, some of the notes from the media around Will and Kate's visit noted it's the most diverse, but also the most disadvantaged pop- population in Wales, yeah. which the fact that those two things are still going hand in hand is just like, ugh. It's, but, it's irritating, yeah. Yeah, but my friend said the school that was just built for them, it's awesome. And she said it looks much yes. more American than other UK mm. schools do. So it's this kind of like higher tech facility almost, this more state-of-the-art oh. kind of school, which I love for yes, these students. I do love that, yes. To help, them, to help them break out of this cycle of being disadvantaged. Um, yes. But the, the problem with visits like this, where Will and Kate are kind of just showing us that these things are happening, just showing mm-hmm. us that this community exists, that they got a new school, whatever, and the problem with commemorating a statue, mm-hmm. the effect of that on the the base for the, the fan base of the Royals is almost yes. to make you think, okay, we're done. We did that. Mm-hmm. We solved it. There's exactly. no more work to happen here, but there is. Mm-hmm. And so when you do work. these, <laughs> yeah, when you do these appearances that by definition, because it's the royal family, they can't be political, quote unquote, they can't be partisan. <laughs> they can't yeah. give us a call to action. They can't tell us what work needs to be done still. You're left with these empty gestures and mm-hmm. there has to be a way to bridge that gap of getting and, us from recognizing to improving. 
Exactly. And I mean, th- I think it's weird too, like when we know they're going to pull out the, we can't be political, but you know, Kate had a political round table for the early years, not saying anything <laughs> came of it, but right. it certainly was okay to talk about how she's trying to change policy and she's meeting with politicians in a round table to do that. But I thought we weren't supposed to do politics, you know, you, the way that William talks about, um, the environment and saying like the government, he's literally said the government needs to do more. That's political. Mm-hmm. Ukraine, mm-hmm. Ukraine. Mm-hmm. The next day, Kate did a surprise visit to a Ukraine center. And I said in my stories, I know they don't mean for this to be it, but I just couldn't help but think about how differently the Windrush generation, black and brown people were being treated than the Ukrainians who are white people. Obviously the Ukrainians deserve that, but so does everyone. So why are only they getting that treatment? And I will say mm-hmm. too, again, underlining how the government is like right here, um this week there was like the Tory um convention, think like the Republican convention for the US, mm-hmm. and atrocious stuff was said, horrible transphobic stuff from the prime minister. And there was a lot of anti-immigration, a lot of anti-immigration. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was interesting that we saw her at the Ukraine visit the next day, because the night before is when you're getting all this like anti- um migrants and multiculturalism doesn't help britain if you're gonna come to britain yeah be britain then just be britain which means be white so and then you have kate at the ukraine center i just can't help but think it's for the government to be like oh but look you guys like we do like migrants just these ones (laughs) you know what i mean and like one more thing with the wind rush i think there's a big focus on the elders because I've always said a lot of black and brown communities are more conservative than I think a lot of people think, especially our elders. If it wasn't for racism, a lot of them would be Republicans, period, point (laughs) blank. Okay, so it's truly not shocking, though, that a lot of our elders really like things like the royals. It kind of reminds me of Bill Clinton. The Clintons are racist. We know they are very problematic, but people love them some Bill Clinton. Okay, Mm -hmm. my... (laughs) My black elders still love them some Bill Clinton. Okay, even though he, he played is that a saxophone. <laughs> okay, he played, they he was our first, quote unquote first black president until we got Obama. Right. Like you guys don't understand right. the love for that man. It don't make no sense though. Okay, so I'm not shocking that UK elders like love the royals. Yeah. So it also yeah. for the British royals in particular. I think when they're having to think about their own stuff separate from the government, which is the Meghan and Harry stuff, I'm going to go to a group of people I know who will embrace us. That's going to be black elders. For sure, it's going to be Black elders. I do think it's interesting we're seeing them meet with more and more um, Gen Z because we know mm-hmm. how much they're struggling with Gen Z, especially POC Gen Zs. Plus, we just had a poll come out saying <laughs> that almost half of um, young Black Britons want to migrate out of the UK because of racism. I think yeah. they said... Like 46% said they're proud or kind of proud to be Britain. And then the other half said they are not or not at all proud to be British. So Mm -hmm. I also think that's why we're going to see an uptick in them being around kids of color. (laughs) Yeah. For the government and their own numbers. (laughs) You know, they need to bring them in. it really works out mm-hmm. as they're trying to hammer home that they're very much not a racist family on like yep. several levels, personal, professional, yes. you name it. Um, you can mm-hmm. bundle it all into one and you can exactly. say it's Mark Black History Month when really this is just kind of a repackaged version of um, royal work you've done before. 
And also speaking of that, one more thing on this, because we must talk about, there's no mention of Black History Month in any of Kennington Palace's social media posts. Yeah, none. Uh -uh. And that's them speaking to us the the most directly is their social media posts. The only people who build it, they build it Black History Month in their original statement. And then, of course, the media was like Black History Month. But KP never mentions it. Like, mm-hmm. never mentions it. And yeah. I want to know who coordinated the event because my first thought was seeing the first photos. I'm like, wait, I thought there was a Black History Month event. Why are they with yeah. a crowd of, like, mostly non-Black people? Like, that right. doesn't make so sense. <laughs> on any of these royal visits, the, the palace aides will go ahead of time and they'll wrangle all these people. Mm-hmm. Um, nursery schools, I think, are a big they demographic to bring out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so most of the them. pictures are from the walkabout where the front row is like, all these cute little kids. I think they have like little green sweaters on. They're waving the Welsh yeah. flag. That's very, very normal for a royal engagement. But it's like, yeah, where's where's the Black history? In this? <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, and this is on the visit, but this is and, like I get. <laughs> I, I get it if you're coming at it from a place of Black history is for everyone. It helps everyone to understand yeah. this this part of our chapter, this chapter of our story. I don't think that was the motivation. <laughs> no, I, I think just, I, I, yeah. It's diversity because that is what excuse me that is what Kensington Palace kept mentioning was diversity. All of their pers- yeah. posts are talking about let's embrace diversity. Let's and then like I mean even like Kate's um, rugby wheelchair. It's diversity. We love diversity. Yeah. So but I guess embracing why, diversity. Like, <sighs> embracing diversity is so different than it. uplifting. <laughs> well, it's yes. so different than uplifting these marginalized communities. Like yeah, I don't know if they can see the distinction over at Kensington Palace. It's not just enough to say, like, we are diverse and that's no. great for the UK. <laughs> it's also about leveling the playing field. Yeah. And that's that's where they get into the issue of, like, oh, that's not really in line with their base. So Yeah, like, know. how can you preach about equality when your entire system is you're better than everyone else because God chose you and your rich, <laughs> luxurious blood to rule the country. Like there's, I, it doesn't yeah. match up. I mean, I even said that with like Bacon and Harry working royals. Like I yeah. love the sentiment and I'm sure they believe it's true, but you can't preach about equality when you're a working royal and you benefit from a system where you're better than everyone. You're not equal to yeah. everyone. And that's the entire point is you're not equal yeah. to everyone. You're better than them supposedly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and like when they won't hire any black people in um an important staffing role, like a senior yeah. um courtier or something, and when they kicked out the only black member that they had from the family, and when the Black History Month, I guess, theme is like shout out to our sisters, it's just I don't know, it's it's truly ironic. And then we've got Kate, you know, with so much Megan inspo that she will never admit to. <laughs> also, I one can't more do thing too. With the Ukraine visit, I have to point mm-hmm. out again with the politics that she wore. C- I'm not going to say the name right. It's C E F I N N Seffin. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That is owned by the former Tory Prime Minister David Cameron, and we know if you remember, he is his the wife. one who pretty much gave him. Yeah, it's it's by his wife. David Cameron was the one who gave him that sovereign grant that they are just mm-hmm. making billions off of and getting millions more every single year okay and then on top of that his 
His spokesperson was Gene something. I'm forgetting the guy's full name, but that is now William's private secretary. So a lot of little connections there. And also (laughs) on the flip side, it was David Cameron's government who cut the Sure Start program, if I'm remembering correctly, that that Kate's early years work is based on or is trying to replace. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, yeah, it's just mind boggling levels of of like hello like i keep saying hello <laughs> why are we why are we dissociating no. ourselves here to this level yeah, like, why are you wearing that why are you with the Tory convention yeah it just seems like too obvious for me to ignore but so, kate is so, so good at doing the little back, slights well it brings us back to like is she truly that ignorant of everything that exactly. she doesn't know or no. is it supposed to, or is she just supposed to be able to play that guy under that guise of, I didn't know it was just a shot. It's just a shirt. But when Megan wears yeah. something, it's never just a shirt. It's never it's just never. a pair of earrings. Because remember, she started um, wearing the seafin. I said it wrong. I said it wrong. Seven. What's it? Seven. I think. I think Seven. 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 Okay, we going with yeah. Seven. But she started wearing Seven, like premiered that last year when she was doing the early year stuff. And people were calling, mm-hmm. and that's when people picked up, like, wait, why it's are weird. you premiering? Yeah, this brand when this woman's husband is like in direct conflict with what yeah. you're supposed to be doing. Because like champion. you don't even the the you don't even have to take too many steps to get there. It's like no. Seven, <laughs> owned by David Cameron's wife. David Cameron cut these programs. It's three steps. It, it's not yeah. even like we're doing mental gymnastics to get there. Exactly. It's very, I don't know. One day hopefully we will figure this out the whys because she knows it's obvious. But I guess too, when you know that the Royal Rota and the main papers will not hold you responsible and call these things out. You can do what the hell you want. Okay, you can do Alex, what the hell if I you had, want. If I had one, <laughs> if I had one palace source, I think I would want it to be Natasha Archer. I don't care about the 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 press communicated communication office. I don't care about the private secretaries. No. Give me Natasha Archer because I think that would be so telling. If oh, we can yeah, figure I want out the stylist. <laughs> if we can okay, figure out it all, why <laughs> these choices are getting made, I think that speaks volumes okay. about the operation of the place as a whole. I want to talk but. to the nanny. I forgot her name. The nanny. Maria. Like, yeah. Can I just sit down with you for 30 minutes? Even just give me yeah. 30 minutes, Maria. I just want to know it all because I know she knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've heard um <laughs> I've heard from other people, like not the British, but like who people who've looked after foreign royal children, and they said a lot of them are biters i don't know i don't think i don't think the whales kids are but other royal kids biters very interesting (laughs) very interesting and i feel like i should end this with maybe saying one nice thing about william one of my friends who like we love having these discussions about this stuff and she's amazing but she used to be a william girl and we still make fun of her i'm not going to say too much i'm not going to say anything about what she does for her privacy but she has met william a couple times in a work environment and she swears up and down he really is handsome in person and how tall he is is amazing so for all you girls who want to hold on to the fact that william is good looking someone's option for tall. <laughs> Is it just because he's tall, boo? And she's like, no, he's really good looking. Okay, he just does so not I've heard this well. about. I've heard this about Charles, too, is like he's so charming in person, yes. even if he's not maybe handsome anymore. But I could totally see growing up in the royal family, knowing you're a prince would make you like hold mm-hmm. yourself a certain way. And I think that has probably everything to do with it. He's tall and, and he mm-hmm. grew up knowing he's special, you know? Oh, he's always so suave. Like, you know what I mean? She um, th- she wasn't directly with him, but she knows people who were a part of a trip they did in D.C. And all I'll say is a group of kids, like a group of kids, like I think junior high, saw them and were like super excited and asked Camila and Charles, like, oh, can we get an autograph, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, Camila was like, oh, 
and walked away annoyed and charles stayed and was loving mm-hmm. it like, he's like these yeah. young black kids know who i am hell yeah like he was all yeah. about it i mean hey maybe it's because camila's a woman and she gets a little bit harsher but i've heard she can yeah she can or she's hurt. nervous she's terrified <laughs> all the time yeah, she's always like, oh, like <laughs> Gosh, sorry, guys. Oh I should have laughed at that. I should have laughed at that. I'm sorry. But thank you so much, Amanda. This was so much fun. <laughs> oh, it's way always too good so fun. <laughs> oh, my God. So thank you, guys. Um, you can find uh, me on TikTok and Instagram on Lady Audacity. The Audacity is A-U-D-I. Wait. <laughs> right now. Wait. Wait. <laughs> it's been a long day. Looking right here. Okay. <laughs> That's Lady in the Nodosity is A U D A C I T E A. I also have yes, a Patreon. Me. I okay. <laughs> I'm I'm smart. I'm smart. Okay. <laughs> I also have a Patreon. You can find Lady Audacity. I do mini episodes on there, like extra bits. And then I'm also doing like deep dives. It's it's a lot of fun. And usually with the deep dive, I like to do a couple like extra posts of just writing about this person's life. And Amanda, please tell them where they can find you and all your amazing sure. work. Um, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Matta of Fact. That's M-A-T-T-A underscore of underscore fact. Um, I also recently launched my Substack, The Fascinator. Um, yes. but to get there, it's just Matta of Fact, all one word dot substack dot com. Yes. And I'm loving Ready? having a newsletter, Alex. It's, it's oh my god, it's been so good. And you're such a good writer. I know it has to be a oh. really good just like oh, to like let yeah. that out. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) Let me look up real quick for Meredith because I want, I didn't, she didn't shout out her stuff and I want her stuff to be shouted out. Do you remember what the name is to hers? She recently changed the name of hers, didn't she? Wait. Pulling Threads. Pulling Threads. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Meredith is not here for this recording and I forgot to tell her to shout herself out for the one that we did. So I'm just going to say, you guys, she has an amazing sub stack out. It's... I'm sorry. It's <laughs> pulling threads with Meredith Constant, um, which I love the name. It's We've so moved good. past Meredith Constant's yes. Substack, so we're here. It, we're doing it. Yes, pulling thread, and she's about to do a new series. It's for paid subscribers. You guys, it's gonna be good. She is when going the media over goes silent. Yes, when the media goes silent. I know for Rose, William, and um, Kate will be covered, and also Wallace and Edward. And when the, there was a media blackout, it's it's going to be so good. You guys have already seen some of the info she's going to be putting out. So we got to shout out our girl. And yeah. she's, yeah, and she's Meredith on her TikToks and stuff like that. Meredith constant for her TikTok and for her Instagram. So thank you guys. Thank you. Pinkies up. Thank you, Princess Amanda. <laughs> Pinkies up, guys. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 